0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, June 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's State of lines. Fee bumps draw more ire. Farmers feel helpless with climate change. House set to clear shipping reforms and SEC urged to drop disclosure plan. Frustration rises with water board fees. State water board staff met with stakeholders last week to go over potential fee increases for various regulatory programs. The meetings brought the usual calls for the board to justify every expenditure that gets passed on to farmers, even 36,000 for AV equipment. Karen Cowan, executive director of the California Stormwater Quality Association, voiced frustration Many times in the regulated community have long felt. The legislature at this point can mandate whatever they would like for the water boards to do, and there's no skin in the game, said Cowan. Several representatives blasted policymakers for not dedicating any of the record state budget surplus to shoring up the board's reserve fund. Remember, A coalition of farm groups and water districts is urging the administration to allocate $25 million to the reserve and another $150 million to cover non-agricultural expenses. Farmers need interim steps for adapting to climate change. Pressed on whether farmers have long-term plans for climate change, Rice Commission CEO Tim Johnson said His growers can only focus on one year at a time and on the things they can control. Is it a farmer's responsibility to develop more surface water, asked Johnson during a state food and ag board discussion last week. He said farmers are the recipients of such regulations, but the state is responsible for responding to climate change. He criticized the administration for focusing too heavily on setting ambitious and distant goals for emission cuts and not enough on helping farmers adapt right now. As an interim step for long-term resilience, he called for more support for water storage and for applied research to develop rice varieties more resistant to climate impacts, which is a seven-year process at best. USDA partnering with UFW on farm worker protections. The Biden administration will work with the United Farm Workers to develop a $65 million program broadly aimed at helping farms implement, quote, robust health and safety standards for employees and preventing unfair recruitment practices for H-2A workers. The Agriculture Department plans to launch the program ahead of the 2023 growing season. UFW will work with relevant stakeholders, including farmers, farm workers, farm worker advocates, and unions to ensure that the agency benefits from a wide range of views, the department said in a press release. UFW's work will be funded through a technical assistance cooperative agreement with USDA. The department's press release provided few details on what the program was intended to do, but said it would, quote, support efforts to improve working conditions for both U.S. and H-2A workers and ensure that H-2A workers are not subject to unfair recruitment practices. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Buta Judge says funding will make electric charging convenient. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says funding from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law, or BIL, will help make electric vehicle charging stations as convenient in rural America as gas stations are now. States are due to submit plans for the $5 billion in funding by August. And from there, I don't think it'll be much longer before you see additional chargers going into the ground across our highway network where we know we need to create more options, Buta Judge said in an interview for AgriPulse Newsmakers. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. House set to clear shipping reforms. The House is set today to clear the Senate-passed Ocean Shipping Reform Act, which empowers the Federal Maritime Commission to take steps to clear port bottlenecks and reduce shipping rates. House passage will send the measure to President Biden for his signature. The bill is not quite as strong as a version the House passed earlier, but the president pitching his way to help control inflation. During an appearance at the Port of Los Angeles on Friday, Biden said major shipping companies had raised rates up to 1,000 percent and increased profits sevenfold. By the way, House Rules Committee meets this afternoon to prepare the Lower Food and Fuel Cost Act for floor debate. That legislation is a package of seven bills related to agriculture and biofuels, including a controversial measure that would create a special investigator's office in the USDA's Packers and Stockyards Division. NPPC and AFBF submit brief challenging Prop 12 to Supreme Court. The National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation filed a brief challenging California's animal housing law with the Supreme Court Friday, the brief argues California's Proposition 12 ballot initiative, which would ban the sale of pork from hogs raised anywhere in the U.S. without minimum square feet requirements, violates the Constitution's dormant commerce clause by imposing an excessive burden on interstate commerce. More than 99% of the pork consumed in California comes from other states, NPPC and AFBF said. The case made its way to the Supreme Court after the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against NPPC and AFBF last July. There is no court date currently set, but NPPC Assistant Vice President and General Counsel Michael Fermica told AgriPulse that he expects the arguments to take place in October or early November. Votus Roundtable today looks at Arid Southwest. The latest regional roundtable looking at the federal government's regulation of waters of the U.S. under the Clean Water Act scheduled today would be the second to focus on the arid southwest. One farm is included in the roster of groups, companies, and government agencies slated to speak at the virtual roundtable. It kicks off at 3 Eastern time and has been organized by Migos Bravos, a New Mexico environmental group. Well, here's today's He Said It. Here's hoping you'll stay engaged about your government and those elected to serve California. That John Myers, a Los Angeles Times journalist who has covered the Capitol for more than 20 years and is now stepping down. When Myers started, the paper had 14 journalists in Sacramento and is now down to five reporters and a columnist. Many other news outlets left the city entirely in that time. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, June 13th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chuck Alley.